Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning into the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, NBA's back. NBA's back, baby. We're going to be talking some hoops. We're also going to be talking some NFL as well. Kind of a wild week eight uh, around the league. Most importantly, though, we have our our week eight going into week nine thick analysis uh, slash power rankings. Uh, big week in thick land. A lot of implications uh, for a lot of players. A lot, a lot, a lot of information to digest from around the league. Uh, I know once again it's an overdue pod, uh, but we're here. We're out here, uh, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty uh, of the Fickner land. Uh, it's getting dicey. I love it. it's it's it's, spoo- it's just past spooky season, uh, but it's it's a vibe right now uh, in the land of Fick. Uh, so let's get after it. We're going to start with some hoops uh, this episode in spirit of the NBA. I hope you guys like that that jazz interlude that I have going. Um, one of the one of the best things about this app that I use to make these podcasts is you can choose your you know transition music. So I just always just flip through, and I'm just like, hmm. What am I going through today? I was feeling the smooth jazz. Uh, don't know why. Um, probably because Bill, BBG vibe right there. Got to get connected with Bill. Um, I thought we were on the same page, but um, Fickner Records not showing right now. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, Bulls are back. Um, whether you like it or not, the Bulls are back. Uh, currently 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Just beat the Pacers Monday night. That was a nice win on the road. Um, after losing to Detroit, um, who actually snapped their, I think it was a 15 game losing streak against the Bulls, uh, smacked them up in Detroit. Even though Levine had a career night, I think he had I know, like 52, 53 points, uh, a few triples to go along with that, well, more than a few triples. Um, and then on Friday night, um, beating Toronto in overtime, Caruso, game winning three of our lives. Um, the fact that he even got to that point was insane. If you did not watch or you know watch the highlights of that Bulls game Friday, you really need to. It's actually incredible, uh, not even from a Bulls fan's perspective, but just from an NBA fan. Um, I've never seen so many runs uh, put on by two different crappy teams. Um, and that's exactly what it was in Chicago. Um, the Raptors actually starting off the game, I think they were up like 16-4. to uh, and then before you know it, the Bulls are up 42-23. So that's like almost like a like a 40-7 to run, essentially. You're like, oh, sweet, Bulls, baby. Uh, and then before you know it, Raptors, 19-0 run right after that. So the Bulls blew that really quick. So the Bulls went up. Bulls went from being, you know, down 16-4 to to start the game and then going up 20. And then before you know it, down 15-plus points. Um, and, here, and, and here we are with about five minutes to go. Um, I think it even got to like, 
16 or 17. Um, and the Bulls storm back with a combination of, you know, aggression. You know, when the Bulls play desperate, they always play better. But it's like, why does it take being down 20 you have to get your best ball out of you? I, I, I don't get it. Um, Bulls really ramped up their defense. They're making shots. Uh, and then it gets to the end of the game. And uh, DeRozan, you know, who got us back, you know, if it wasn't for him, we, we, we wouldn't be in that situation. But missing three crucial free throws um, all on separate occasions where they could have won the game or tied the game. Um, and then, the la- you know, the last free throw with .7 left, hitting the first to tie it, missing the second, um, going to overtime, and then the Raptors just taking over. And then all of a sudden, Bulls do it again. Caruso, strip, down the floor, three, bang, <laughs> Bulls win. I mean, I... The shirt was off. You know, I I really know how to feel after that game. It's more almost like a sense of relief. Um, but then, of course, the next night they followed it up with a dud. Well, that pissed me off. Uh, and then on Monday night, you know, I had to work. I couldn't watch it. That that might be the key, not to watch the game. Because they go into Indiana. It wasn't lost a game yet. Um, and granted, it was a pretty close game. But they won by seven. I think they were three-point dogs. Um, so the Bulls, I don't know what to think right now. You're, they're going into Dallas tonight against Luka and Kyrie, who look pretty good to start. Uh, but they don't have any defense. So the Bulls, they'll be able to score. Will they be able to defend down the stretch? That's that's a tough task. I mean, it's never easy to play in Dallas. Um, but if the Bulls could, like, win tonight, go 3-2 and two into the midseason tournament, which we'll get into uh, in a little bit. I'm still trying to figure out what this midseason tournament even is. Uh, but it's – I don't have much – I mean, my analysis right now is, you know, it's exactly what I thought would be frustrating um, and surprising. It's what the Bulls do. They're just good enough to keep you watching. Um, but are they, you know, actually good enough to do anything in the playoffs? No, probably not. Um, and I'm, you know, diehard fan since I was in diapers. And I'm I'll – be, I'll be watching every game. I'll be, you know, betting on them occasionally. I'll be taking same games. Um, but do I think they actually have – I mean, how can I sit here? They have the same exact team as last year besides a few add-ons of Tory Craig uh, and Javon Carter. Um, who Javon Carter, man, I was trying to stick up for that guy. That guy's throwing up bricks as far as I can see. Um, I thought, you know, of course, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, of course, he's, he's going to be good on a Milwaukee team with Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday, who can all find him open. Uh, whereas the Bulls, you know, it's so much iso ball. He's having to make, you know, he's having to create his own shots, which he wasn't doing in Milwaukee. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you're, like, seeing it right away. Where you're like, oh, boy. Um, Patrick Williams looks awful. Um, I'm not quite sure how he did on Monday. I don't know if I didn't look. But he's, you know, that Friday-Saturday stretch, I think he combined for three points and zero points. And both second halves not playing. I mean, when is it going to be a time that we do not um, – you know, have to say, oh, Kobe White and Patrick Williams, man, they're developing. I mean, it's just – even Kobe White, I mean, he makes some great plays, you know, makes some big shots. But when you really, truly need him most, are you trusting Kobe White to nail that three? No. And, of course, when you give up on him and the Bulls are out, he starts splashing. It's just the classic – and, of course, you, you trade Kobe White out to a different team, he's probably cashing. He's probably fucking cashing. Um, P. Williams, I don't know. He he, he might just be a dud. I mean, and that, is that a surprise coming off? The, I mean, I hate that. Like, oh, he was a six man in college, but you know, you know, you're a top ten pick. You better not be coming off the bench in college. I don't even. I mean, I 
I I know Florida State was a good team and they had their reasons, but like, I mean, come on. If he's that good, he's not coming off the bench. And I'm sorry, P. Will. You know, I try to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, just he's no confidence right now. And you almost feel bad for the guy. I mean, the fact that I'm here right now should not. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm judging what I see on the floor. He's not a confident guy right now, and hopefully he picks it up. But that's what we've been saying. You can't be saying hopefully he picks it up for years on years and years. Like, you get a little leeway, and that's it. And if you're not if, if you're not the one, you move on. And I feel like the Bulls, they just take too long to, you know, um, you know, make moves or just, like, you know, on the development. They don't want to give up on people. And then, you know, and then sometimes they give up on people, like, on the wrong time. Like, Lori Marketing, I don't understand why we gave him away. I really don't. I mean, he is a damn good player. He's shown it. Um, what he's doing in Utah right now. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Some of these guys, that's like, why do we give up? You know, we can give him, you know, we're not playing him correct. You know, play, coaching means something. And when Laurie was there, the coaching was just not. And so he was not being utilized correctly, um, which is just mind boggling to me that like guys that, um, uh, like guys in this, in certain positions in the NBA or any professional sport make some of the moves that they do. And it's like, here I am sitting here, my bum ass, making this podcast, and I feel like I can make better managerial decisions than a lot of the decisions that the, that the Bulls make. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not saying I'm a guru. I'm just trying to use common sense. It's, I don't know. Well, let's, you know what? Bulls are two and two. If they can win tonight, they'll be three and two. Um, I'm all for it. Bulls. It's the the one thing I will say about the Bulls. It is funny. It, it is a nightly thing because there'll be weeks where I'm like pulling back, and there'll be some weeks where I'm like I can't even turn on the game. Um, so it's very, yeah, very interesting. Um, but you know what? As as a Chicago sports fan, it is what it is. In in a way, it is nice. You kind of just pretend that the Bulls are always in it because uh, they're your team. You you're never going to give up on them. That's for sure. Um, they're always going to be the Bulls. You just hope that one day, you know, you don't have to. It shouldn't be. This is what I was explaining the other day. It shouldn't be like the Raptors game on Friday, the perfect example. It shouldn't be that hard to get a win against an average to below average team. I mean, it just feels like that's what happens. The Bulls, they have to work so hard to get one win. It burns you out, especially this early in the year. I mean, you got to play 82 games plus, and you're, it's already, you know, Game five, and it's just every game feels like you t- takes ten years off your life. Oh. Um, but going in, so if so, there is so what. What is cool about the NBA this year is they are trying out this new in-season tournament, um, and I'm looking up, you know, exactly because I don't know exactly either, um, like what you get for winning it or what the rules are, and so it looks like okay. So I just googled this. Um, the in-season tournament will consist of two stages, group play and the knockout rounds. Um, and so the group stages tip off this Friday. Um, everyone's like, you know, they're everyone's decking out their courts, you know, for this tournament. Like, it's very interesting. It's a very – this is this could be amazing or it could be a total flop. Um, but, you know, it all depends on how the qualities of games are and if the teams, you know, like tournament, you know, just having the name tournament in something actually like always amplifies it so – I'm sure the teams will feel the same way. Um, so here we go. Um, all 30 teams have been randomly drawn into groups of five within their conference based on one loss record from last season. So it's not just, okay, so there is some 
it's, it's not just totally random. It's, it's based off your wins loss. Um, beginning November 3rd and continuing through Tuesday, November 28th, each team will play four designated group play games on tournament nights. Uh, one game against each opponent in its group with two games at home and two on the road. So throughout the next month, it's not like the whole next month is, you know, or this whole month of, month of November is dedicated to um, the in tournament. It's just there, there's certain tournament nights. Okay, I'm learning that. I thought I I had no idea that that was okay. So they're good. four different tournament nights, it looks like, but then you're going to play like your regular NBA schedule as played uh, throughout this month. It's kind of interesting. Okay. Um, and then so the knockout rounds, Eight teams will advance to the knockout rounds. Uh, team with the best standing in group plays in each of the six groups and two wild cards. Um, in parentheses, the team from each conference with the best record in group play. Games finish second in its group. The knockout rounds will be a single elimination game in the quarterfinals. Um, and this will be Monday, December 4th and Tuesday, December 5th you know, with the semis and championship. Um, and then, so the qualifying teams will compete for a prize pool and the new in-season tournament trophy, the NBA Cup. So there's, I guess, I guess there's no, there's no like, like I, I thought there might be like an automatic buy-in to like the playoffs. I mean, I don't know how you would even do that, but like, so you just basically, it's just for fun, and you get a trophy, and the players get money, so they are motivated. Um, let's see, is there, so, let's see, um, yeah, so, I think this is just for fun, I think it's a marketing thing, it's just, like, as if in college basketball, they have those, um, no, there's not a knockout, but they have, you know, those Thanksgiving tournaments which you play in, um, I mean, it does count, like, I, I'm, I, I think this definitely, you know, counts towards your record, uh, your, your, your overall record. So definitely you're going to treat it normally. Um, it could be good for your team too. Like you win this tournament, maybe a random team does better than they thought. Like you, it kind of allows you to match up against teams. So I like it. Um, and as I was saying, like in college ball, you have those holiday tournaments where you're guaranteed three rounds or whatnot. And really, I mean, yeah, it's entertaining. And, and like, you'd like to win the tournament, but just because you win that tournament does not mean you have, you know, a certainty that you're going to like automatically make the, NCAA, uh, or you know, have a chance to win. So it's just, and I think it's good for the teams to compete. I, you know, I like it. You know, we'll see how this goes. I mean, hey, I mean, I love a bracket. Who doesn't love a good bracket? Um, yeah, I mean, we're still so early in the NBA too, where this is going to give me a good chance. I think as a fan uh, and as a better, uh, especially as a better. I mean, you got this is a great chance to scout to see what teams you like. I'm still, you know. It's so it's five games in. It's still preseason, honestly, in the NBA. It takes a good 20, 30 games to figure out who's good. Um, so it is, you know, you do, you know, as someone that isn't into the NBA, I'm st- I, I already feel like even after like a week and a half, almost two weeks, the, okay, I'm trying to get a maybe better grip. But then as soon as you think that you have a better idea in the NBA, you're wrong. Um, so it, it's a journey for sure. Um, it's, you know, it. It's going to be interesting to see a team like Milwaukee with Dame Lillard. Um, he's had a couple of good games, a couple of bad games. Um, Curry's been going off for Golden State, who I feel like, I feel like people are counting them out for whatever reason. So, you know, who knows? The Warriors might win it all this year. Um, Nuggets could repeat. They haven't lost a game yet. Um, as I said, you know, they're three games in. Um, but so, yeah, 
I'm interested to see, you know, Celtics look really good. Porzingis was like reamped. Um, so going to be interesting to see, you know, I, I have no idea, like, if you're like, oh, who do you think? Because I've had a couple people ask me, oh, who do you think is going to be going to? Like, I have no idea who's going to be going to the finals. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, right now my, my, my only job is to, um, you know, yeah, I, I find, I find a bet each day for the NBA, but you know, my job right now is to, hold on to the bulls as much as I can until they're, they're out of it. So bulls are die right now. Um, we're still alive. Um, two and two, hopefully three and two after tonight. Before we get into our fixed segment, we're going to hop into RMT's bet of the week this week. We're back with the bet of the week. We missed doing these. I feel like we actually hit at a decently sized clip. I feel like I don't try to see if I, you know, I don't go back a lot and see how accurate I am because I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I like to think that I hit everyone, uh, which is not true. Uh, but we are back tonight, you know, with more sports available. I feel like it's just, it feels right to put put my put my sports knowledge to the test right here and give you guys some winners. Um, hope you guys like my transition music again. I'm, I'm kind of like a, I think it's almost like a dramatic jazz on this last one. Um, but enough about that. Into the bets here. Here we go. Um, my first play of the night, um, and this is my this is my uh, most confident pick here. Uh, this is my bet here. Um, Miami Heat money line parlayed with the Detroit Pistons money line um, that comes out to be plus one twenty. Um, threw fifty bucks on this. It's a big boy bet for big reds. Um, we're feeling it. We're willing to put it out there. Uh, we're not scared. Uh, that's the key. Can't be can't throw a bet like that down and not be scared. Uh, but here's my analysis. People, you know, people usually ask, "What's what's your rationale, Riddle?" Uh, well, so here we go. We're going to start with Detroit here. Um, Detroit at minus one seventy four um, money line at home against the Portland Trailblazers. Really gross here. Never thought I'd be laying um, the Pistons down as a as a pretty heavy favorite. I don't think I've ever seen the Pistons at a minus one seventy, which is why I fucking love it. Okay. Pistons are two and two, um, coming off a tough loss at at Oklahoma City uh, last game. Oklahoma City looks really good this year. Um, and before that, I got a chance to watch them against the Bulls. Uh, who, yeah, the Bulls aren't great, but they're solid enough. For the, the Pistons look good. They have a good young core, Cade Cunningham. Uh, he's definitely on the come up. He's their guy. They got big boys Stewart and Duran um, down low. I like this team, and they're playing a Portland team that I'm just not super impressed with. Um, they're one and three so far. Just getting their first win against Toronto um, at Toronto a, a couple days ago, which I I love. I don't love a team that hasn't won a game yet. Um, if, if if that were the case, if Portland was zero four, I would not like the spot because I know they'd be aggressive. But they just got their win on the road. This is their third road game um, in a row, um, so which is always tough. Uh, and so Portland actually um, has beaten Detroit. Um, and I'm looking on here, um, five straight times. Supporters beat Detroit, and that's with Damian Lillard. But still, teams remember this type of stuff. I love when teams, you know, have a streak, um, and it goes this way. So Portland has won the last five, all pretty comfortably too. So you know the Pistons are looking to get a dub here. I'm, as I said, I'm not impressed with Portland and Detroit at home minus one seventy. I mean, it's begging you to take Portland points here. Um, who I think, yeah, Detroit at minus four and a half. I would not like that. Um, I mean, I don't dislike it. I mean, I, I hope they win by more than four. 
Um, but you know, minus four and a half spreads. I'm not telling you to take that. I'm telling you to take their money line. Okay, so minus one seventy. It's so gross that like no one's gonna take it. So it's great because everyone, if, if if anyone touches this game, they're gonna take Portland uh, and the points. So I'm I love Detroit at home. It's so gross that I love it. Um, so that's my first bet. Um, so I'm parlaying that though with Miami money line at minus two forty five. Um, they are at home against Brooklyn, um, who also I'm not impressed with. Um, the Heat, again, I'm, I, I go for, for streaks here. The Heat have lost three straight games um, after winning their first game of the season. They've had, they've had some tough losses, too. I mean, they lost to Milwaukee. Um, at Minnesota is always tough. And then at Boston. So all three road games after beating the Pistons by one at home. So that's another game where Detroit looked good against Miami, who I think is still a good team here. Um, and they're playing a Brooklyn team who also just got their first win of the season after losing their first two um, versus the Hornets. Um, so not, you know, not a very impressive win, but a win nonetheless to keep them in the win column so they're not desperate for a win here. Um, so Miami definitely more desperate here after losing three straight. I have never, don't think I've, I've ever seen Jimmy Butler lose three straight. I don't think I've, I'm, I'm ever going to see him lose four straight. Um, so I'm loving the money line here. Again, I'm going to streaks here. Brooklyn beat Miami all four times last year. You don't think teams don't don't remember that? They do. I guarantee you they do. Like, you look for – NBA, I get it. There are nights where guys take nights off, and you have to somewhat take that into consideration when you're betting on the NBA. But this is not a night where Miami's taking – you know, teams tend to do that when they're more comfortable. Miami, they don't want to go one and four. Right, it's you know I know it's early, but this is a huge game for Miami. If you think about it, if they lose at home to Ben Simmons in Brooklyn, you know, that's disgusting. Um, so the spread of this game again, I would not touch the spread minus six and a half. I hate these because Miami might be up you know nine points with thirty seconds left, and you know Brooklyn nails a three, and then you know Miami doesn't care about how many points they win by; they just want to win. Um, so that's why I'm taking the money line parlay, Miami and Detroit. Plus 120, 50, 50 bones on that to win 60. I love this play. I it's it's my it it's my lock of the week. I don't know how it loses. Um, another play I'm going with here, um, and I threw 20 bucks on this one, so a little less. Um, I'm tailing this one, um, and this is from my my boy Jay Money. I should say our boy, me and Meridian's boy Jay Money. Um, he's a capper. He's on action. He gives picks for free. He has his own podcast on YouTube. Um, he's a cool guy. Um, got us the Spurs spread yesterday. Um, unbelievable Spurs game if you guys didn't watch that last night. Wimbanyana somehow getting the dub in Phoenix. They're getting killed the whole game. Um, but Jay Money, who started off a little cold, even last night was not looking good, cashes this one. He's an unbelievable capper, um, and I will tail him till I die. Um, and so I parlayed these. I didn't – he took these separately, so you can do what you want with these. Two underdogs here. Um, but I was feeling frisky. There's a boost. There's 50, 50% boost on FanDuel for any NBA bets. So I was like, you know what? Let's go for it. Um, so first play here. Um, so this is separately here. I have my other bet of the Heat Pistons. This is separately here. Um, but it's a parlay pick here. Um, and as I said, you don't have to take t- take as a parlay. I just feel like there's more value. Um, and you don't have to, like, take both picks. So Minnesota plus three and a half at home. Against Denver, I think it's plus two and a half now. I bought, so this is also the reason I parlayed. I bought it because this is what uh, Jay Money had at plus three and a half. Um, I think it's like minus one thirty at home against Denver, who hasn't lost yet. So I love that Denver. You're gonna lose. You're not gonna go. No one's gonna Michael Jordan it and go 
you know, lose nine games all year. Not not this year's NBA. Um, so Denver's due for a loss. Why not at Minnesota? Minnesota, always a tough place to play at home. People are already doubting them being one and two. It's a huge game for Minnesota. They're looking to be like, hey, Denver's in town. We're going to bring it to them. So I love the points here, though, because you know what? Plus three and a half. That's a three-pointer. I think the game's going to be really close. I I can't guarantee a Minnesota win, but I can guarantee that they're going to fight hard, which is why I love the points. It's going to be a close game. Um, if anything, Minnesota's going to be up, and Denver will come back last second, which is okay, as long as you don't win by more than three, Denver. Um, so I love T-Wolves plus three and a half at home. Um, yeah, big, good spot for them. Um, and then Sacramento Kings plus seven. Uh, I wasn't able to get the half point. They wouldn't even, like – Fandle's so stupid sometimes that when I was taking the bet, it was like 10 a.m. They wouldn't let me take alternate spreads. Um, so Jay Money had had Kings plus seven and a half. I had plus seven, which is okay. That's okay with me. Um, if it pushes, it pushes. But, you know, we can't – the worst that happens is he cashes and we push, which is all right. Um, so Kings plus seven at Golden State. Already lost to Golden State last weekend. Um, kind of got – you know, Kings kind of came back. But Warriors took it to him. Warriors are playing well. Um, they've been on the road, and they're coming home for this one game, and then they're back on the road again. I feel like, you know, spread's weird. Like, seven points is a lot. It's because, you know, Golden State at home, the mark, you know, the books are valuing it. But seven points for the Sacramento Kings, I don't know when I'm ever going to get that ever again, honestly. Um, as, you know, as long as the Kings aren't frauds. But I don't think the Kings are frauds. They're a good team. Um, we're going to like the beam in Golden State and go with the points here. So if you parlay Minnesota plus three and a half, Kings plus seven, Throw twenty on that plus three sixty with the boost. Um, we're looking, we're looking sexy for the night here. We love these picks. Um, as I said, Miami and Detroit money lines, um, and then Minnesota plus three and a half parlay with the Kings plus seven. You could also take those separately as they're both underdog plays. Uh, let's cash tonight. Let's fucking cash. It is now time for my favorite segment on the Riddleman App Podcast, the Fickner Cup Fantasy League of Champions. Um, the best thing I heard this weekend was uh, was from Matthew Kleinhands um, having to try to explain to someone uh, how our, you know, like what our league's about. So, like, you know, some guy came up to him and was, like, you know, asking about, oh, like, you know, what's up with your league? You know, who's it? You know, and how, how, how do we explain to people how – the Fickner land became a league. Um, that's a time, you know, that's a story for another place. Um, I just think it's great that someone, you know, I, I think our league is so good that everyone's trying to get in it and everyone's trying to just, you know, figure out the most information that they can about this league. Um, and it's just really, it's just a, it's kind of a wild goose chase for the outsiders. Um, people think that they have a chance to get in. Um, and it's just like, you know, what do you bring to the table? Like, what can you do for us? Um, and really, we don't give a shit. And I don't think there any, there's anything that anyone can do to get in this league, barring uh, a disbarment from one of the league members, where then the council will come together um, with the commissioner and figure out a future alternative for this league. Um, week eight going into week nine here. Really, I say it a lot, but this separates the boys from the men. There's just no way around it. Um, going through um, the week eight, uh, slate here, uh, and it was a it was a doozy for some teams. Um, some teams made moves, some teams did not. Not a lot of close matchups. You know, kind of a forgettable week eight. Um, but no, no week's forgettable. I mean, 
every week matters for somebody. Um, just because it's not sexy doesn't mean um, the people aren't countering. Um, some people are probably countering too hard. Um, it's, the way, it's the way she goes. It's, it's finding that right balance of countering that I feel like is the right success uh, when it gets to weeks 8 through 12 here. Um, you have to manage it in a way where you can't run out of steam, but you gotta you got to keep the train moving. Choo-choo. Let's get into my matchup here. Um, this one's personal. Um, the BBG is taking on the MMCs, Minneapolis, Mike Caputo's, Nick Fernando, Liam McFarland. Um, and it was MMC taken to the BBGs this week, a 120-95 to 95 win. A really interesting matchup here. You know, I, BBGs, solid Thursday night with Josh Allen uh, and Tyler Bass. Starting off with a nice 35, projected like 120. Um, and, and even going into week, you know, the 3 o'clock slate, um, you know, we had Adam Thielen for 11. Um, and I guess not looking, that's really all we had because nobody really producing for the BBGs this week besides Jacobs getting a touchdown Monday night when it was over. Um, Kelsey with eight. Uh, T. Higgins, you know, honestly with nine, fine with that. Uh, and Kenneth Walker not doing his dance with seven. Nico Collins, a ghost at five. Um, and just 95 points is not going to get it done against a team like the Caputo's. Uh, who really had an all-around great performance. Um, and really, I mean, not really realizing, I'm like, damn, he literally has the whole Ravens offense. Because when Gus Edwards was scoring, I was like, oh, we're countering Lamar and Mark Andrews, um, who he also has. But no, he also has Gus Edwards, who had three touchdowns for 28. And I'm like, okay, that's not all we needed. Jalen Waddle, seven receptions, 20, uh, 121 yards and a touchdown, 21. Um, Ayuk with, you know, five receptions, 109 yards, 13. Even with the Philly D of minus six or of minus three, I'm still able to get done. Cameron Dicker icing on the cake, 16 spot against the Chicago Bears Sunday night. So, I mean, honestly, great performance out of Nato here. His team, five and three now after starting this year, 0 and 2, um, showing why he is year in, year out, um, a thick champion. So, tough battle here. The BBG is going from 4 and 1 to 4 and 4. Had some really hard losses uh, to the Tussles, Holman, and Caputo's the last three weeks. Three of the you know of the league's top four, top five teams. So not bad losses by any means. Um, but you know, boys, honestly, what it comes down to, guys not coming through for the BBGs right now. Um, after that, you know, good start to the season. Um, but the good news is, four and four is not a bad place to be. Um, we're right where we need to be. Um, we got folks. You can't control what's already been. You know done to you in the weeks past gotta look forward um, we're staying positive here we're gonna have a meeting with bill um, we're gonna have to hash things out a little bit uh, but we're gonna get it done we're gonna come back with vengeance here um, big week coming up next week big week um, the crystals taking on the crankers um, this was probably one of the more closer matchups here uh, and it was the crankers huge 116 to 111 win over the crystals um, kind of a rivalry matchup here. Two teams desperately needing a win. Um, but it was it was the Crankers uh, with the five-point win, moving to three and five, um, along with the Crystals being three and five uh, as well. Um, and it was just, you know, an all-around uh, performance for the Crankers here. Uh, 2-21, Joe Mixon, best game I think he's had all year. 18, Brees Hall 18. So both those guys scoring tutties. Um, Amon Ram in the 13th spot. Pittman Daddy with a TD, 14. Laporta, 15 with a TD. Miles Sanders with a nice zero in the flex, but it doesn't matter. 
Um, Seattle D and Myers combining for 15 spots. So there's a 116 for you. Um, and it wasn't all bad for the Crystals. I mean, McCaffrey with 26 doing his dance. George Kittle, 19. A.J. Brown, best game he's had all year with 30. Um, but Damian Pierce and C.J. Stroud really letting them down. Um, 12 and a four spot. Um, Zay Flowers with four. Um, Burrow on the bench. My God, 27 points. Um, Would have easily gotten the dub. Uh, might have had the most points scored this week. Um, if he started, yep, he would have had been a high score of the Crystal Isn't that funny how um, a 15 you know, point difference in your quarterbacks is a difference, and that's what's the matchup here. So tough, tough game for the Crystals. Um, but three and five, both, team, both these teams being three and five, they will take that um, by how this year has gone so far for these squads. Um, so three and five, I mean, as I said, I'm four and four now, and I was four and one. So I'm, you know, they're only one game uh, behind RMT as well. So we're right there. Um, this is the time of year where it seems like every team still has a chance, which is great. Um, I love, I love um, what uh, each each individual team brings um, to the league. So these type of squads right here, they're three and five right now, but all of a sudden they win a couple more weeks, they'll be five and five. Um, they're right there. So both teams three and five have work to be done. Again, huge matchups coming up for both these squads. Um, Big Sam taking on. The Beaterman fundamentals, um, and the the Beaterman's must have missed this week um, because it was Big Sam going into Beatermanville and getting that one twelve to ninety nine win. Um, not like the Beatermans to give up home field advantage like that. Um, but they must, you know, what was the Chaz situation? I'm gonna, we're gonna have to get back on that. What exactly the Chaz situation was in Beaterman land? Um, and right off the bat, I mean. Kirk Cousins on the IR, not good for Beermans, uh, with already having Fields uh, be question, you know, not even questionable, questionable going forward, out for right now. We need to find a new quarterback. Um, is he? Let's see if he. We'll we'll get into that for matchups this week. Um, but Big Sam, you know, um, despite Trevor Lawrence and, and Pollard only combining for twenty, ETN twenty four. Um, Hawkinson, 17, Jake Elliott with a 10, Diggs, 11. And here's Big Sam, 6-2 on top of the leaderboards. Um, you know, the auto-draft king um, is showing why he is the king today. Um, I, th- I feel like if Big Sam wins, we all win as a league, though. We pretty much drafted his team for him, so we all must know something. It's, it's ironic that the team that you don't draft you know, your own players for is actually a good team. Um, it's, it shows that we overthink things as – fantasy players. Um, but yeah, you know, with, with, with Nasser here, not even a bit like Tyree killed 21 Jameer Gibbs with his best game all season with 27. Um, but Devonte and Smith with one is criminal. John Smith with one. So there you have it right there. Your wide receiver and tight end, not being able to get it done for you when it matters. Um, so moving the Beaterman fundamentals to four and four big Sam moving to six and two on top of the league right now. Um, watch out for Big Sam. I mean, here he is. I was shitting on him. Look at that. I said to rank him last to make him first. That's the way it goes in this league. Um, 69ers featuring Nato Zijak, the commish, taking on Lebo's garbage behavior, Ethan Holman. Uh, a huge upset here. Um, well, an, an, an upset to some, upset to, you know, maybe not to some, um, as it seems like Boyd beats Holman every single week. They play. Holman will be the first to admit it. Um, a 119 to 107 win in Holmanville. 
Huge win for the commish. Waiting for a huge win for the commish moment. Here it is. Um, moving to three and five. Was literally on the edge of darkness. And here he is. Tied with the Crystals and the Hog Crankers. Going for one of those last two playoff spots here. Um, really, really interesting storyline. I mean, 120. I mean, Herbert and Kamara Daddy combining for 50. TJ McLaurin with a tutty. Aubrey with 13. I mean, really good week for the commission. Garrett Wilson without a touchdown, 14. D. Swift, 13. Um, and not a bad week for some of the homeless players as well. Demonta Smith with a 19. Jalen Hurts with a 27. Saquon, 14. Mozart, 10. Detroit, 14. But, you know, Darren Waller getting hurt did not help, 0.9. Um, Pacheco only with five. He usually gets more of that. So there's your story right there. Um, but no excuses. Huge win for the commission, putting him back in the playoff picture. It's what he's wanted. Leaves on watch. Holman moving to five and three, still having a really good year. Um, I wouldn't fret too much if I was Lebo's garbage behavior, but loss is a loss, wins a win. Uh, both teams um, looking to either bounce back or continue what they did this week. Um, watch out for the 69ers moving forward. A couple of close wins, and they might be in the playoffs. Um, the Tussle is taking on Team Cough Daddy, um, and this was just never a, a game here. Uh, team Cough Daddy with the 119 to 85 win over the Tussles. That's two wins in a row for Team Cough Daddy. Two wins in a row after starting 0 and 6. Um, and here he is at 2 and 6, trying to make his push um, to to greatness. I don't think I've ever seen a team go 0 and 6 and climb its way back to the playoffs. Holman was close. I think Holman was like 0 and 4, 1 and 5. Um, and he came all the way back somehow um, to keep his postseason streak alive. Um, but the Tussles, you know. Just never in this matchup. Only putting up 85 points. Uh, Reminder Stevenson uh, and Cooper Cup combining for 10. Stafford got hurt only with 11. Keenan Allen only 10. Jamar Chase with 20 doing his dance. Uh, but just ultimately not enough firepower from the Tussles. And Cough Daddy. I mean, City Lamb, 12 receptions, 158 yards, two tutties. That equals 35. This is a night where Mahomes, only five points for Coughlin. Probably his worst fancy, you know. It's ironic that Coughlin gets 120. Imagine if Mahomes did anything. He had like 140. Um, so with the Mahomes five spot for Coffee, I put up 120. I love that. Eckler's back with 20. Um, good, good, good week for Coughlin, rallying off a couple wins in a row. His team's kind of coming together here. Um, if Mahomes and Eckler and CeeDee Lamb can find a way to all go off together every week, it's going to be a tough team to beat. So watch out for Team Coffee. He kind of slowly making his way up the rankings. Uh, he wants everyone to think he's dead. Um, but it looks like Coughlin's more alive than we think. Um, and he, watch, watch out for Cough Daddy for the future weeks. I feel like he might make a little run here. Um, so this takes us into our power rankings here. Uh, week 8 going into week 9. Uh, and we're going to start with Team Cough Daddy here at coming in at number 10. Uh, two wins in a row. Um, ironically enough, I can't move him up because everyone around him is also winning. Um, so still at 2-6, and six, you are the last spot um, at 10. But, you know, as I said... Doesn't matter where you are right now. If you can keep winning, you will be rewarded. Uh, but I can't move you out quite yet. Um, and number nine, someone also that's catching dubs lately, um, and that's the 69ers featuring Nato Zjack, the commissioner, um, still with only you know the second least points scored, um, three and five. Um, I'd love to move you up after a win, but I can't with everyone winning around you. Um, we're keeping the commission nine for future uh, for the future date. Win again this week, guarantee you moves will be made. For the commissioner, um, at number eight, um, we have uh, Lebo's Crystals 
Uh, coming off a tough loss this week, literally uh, coming down not starting Joe Burrow uh, over. And, 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 and I say that because it, he definitely thought about it. It's not like it was a clear-cut decision. It was a, it was a managerial decision. Um, and, and I like that he went for the Stroud move and, you know, unfortunately just didn't pay off. Um, but ultimately, a loss is a loss. I have, I have to move you down one spot to eight. Um, whereas, it, so now at number seven, a man that that beat the Crystals, um, we have the Kansas City Hog Crankers um, coming in at seven here, getting a much-needed win. Uh, was currently on a five-game losing streak after starting 2-0. Finally gets that win. Crank that was back out in the group chat. Um, we love that from the Crankers. Still right in this playoff mix here. Um, don't count uh, the crankers out quite yet. Um, the Beerman Fundamentals coming in at number six here. Um, tough loss to Big Sam. Uh, only putting up 112, and I say that because Big Sam's been putting up bigger numbers. Um, and the Beerman Fundamentals you know, has shown that they can put up 120-plus. Only putting up 99 at home. Though, as I said, we have not figured out what the child situation was in Beerman land. Was it overcooked? Was it not enough? We'll have to get you know to the bottom of that. But tough loss at home, coming in number six. At number five, uh, we had someone that was at number one at some point. Uh, that's ancient history ago. Um, we have the BBGs coming in at number five, uh, losing three straight here. Um, but as I said, lo- losing the three teams, that's all in front of me. Um, good teams, close losses, losses a loss. Um, but we're not threatened yet. Still third most points scored in the league. Um, but losing three straight is never fun. Uh, Got to get a win next week. Uh, at number four. Uh, a man finally that comes, you know, a, a, a three-game winning streak coming to an end. Um, but we have the Tussles losing the team cough daddy, uh, but still five and three. Um, had an interesting season, grinded out some wins, blew out some teams, got blown out a couple times. Um, but the Tussles are, are going to be there when said and done in the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, so the Tussles coming in number four, still sitting there at five and three, not a bad place to be. Um, at number three here, we have MMC, Minneapolis Mike Caputo's, um, who, I, as I said, started the year 0-2, um, is now 5-3, and coming off a nice win against the BBGs. Moving into the top three slots here, um, we like MMC at three. Um, which means at number two, we have Levo's Garbage Behavior, Ethan Holman, 5-3 um, five, five and three as well. Um, most points scored in the league. Um, Big Sam coming in second here, and then the BBGs. Um, with 9.35, but tough loss for Holman this week. Um, but he's not scary. He's going to bounce back. Not worried about garbage behavior, um, which means at number one, once again, we have Big Sam coming in at number one in the power rankings at 6-2. and two. Second most points scored. Damn good team. Two-game winning streak right now. Um, Big Sam doesn't give no fucks. Doesn't care how his team's drafted. Um, but he's catching dubs so far this year. Let's see if Big Sam can keep it going. Unbelievable, actually, that Big Sam goes from 10 to 1. Um, but here we are. Uh, it takes me into the Week 9 um, um, projections here um, and predictions. Uh, week 9, huge week this week. We're about to go into double-digit mark uh, four weeks. It's amazing how it's already almost Week 10. I mean, it just feels like yesterday this started. It's crazy. I guess when you're, you know, you're wrapped into this shit, you just don't even keep track of time. But here we are. Um, BBG is taking on... Beerman fundamentals. Uh, both teams four and four, coming in five and six in the power rankings. Both need a win, um, and we're heading into Beermanville. Both teams, we, BBG's on a three-game losing streak. Fundamentals on a two-game losing streak. Someone's going to have to come out of here victorious with a dub. 
Um, and, and we think it's going to be the BBGs going into Biederman land and getting another dub. Um, we're going to get to the bottom of that catering situation, and we're going to make sure it stays the way it was last week. Um, I think there's too much firepower from the BBGs. Um, Fundamentals did find a, a quarterback in Dak Prescott to play. Um, a couple Jameer Gibbs on by, Christian Kirk on by. Going to be going to be a tough week to put some boys together. BBGs, I think just too much firepower. We're going to go into Biederman land and get a dub. Um, Lewis Crystal is taking on Team Cough Daddy. Another really interesting matchup here. I mean, here you have a team in the Crystals three and five. Team Cough Daddy at two and six. Coffin catches another dub. They're going to have the he's going to have the same record as the Crystals, um, but two totally different situations. I mean, three and six feels like you know Coffin has life, whereas the Crystals are like I'm trying to get to four and five here, um, and we think the Coffin is going to keep it going. Um, Crystals have not seemed confident in the group chat lately. Um, you know, a couple yeah, a couple tough losses, a couple managerial mistakes, but it is fantasy. It, it happens, um, and we just feel like Team Coffin is rolling right now. We're going to take the home team here. We're going to go Coffin bias. Um, and Team Copter is going to move to three and six, um, along with the Crystals. Uh, Big Sam taking on the Hog Crankers. This is an interesting matchup here. This is almost like a sharp play here. Um, Crankers could be a statement win right here, beating a six and two team in Big Sam. Um, Crankers playing for their lives, and we're 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 going with the Crankers. Um, this team finally getting a win after losing five in a row. They need to keep it going. I, th- I think the Crankers at home is a mega whale play. I don't know what it is. I think the Crankers might just blow out Big Sam. Um, I love desperate teams, and this team's desperate. Big Sam now is desperate being 6-2. and two. Um, We're taking the Crankers at home. Throw the bank account on it. Crankers getting it done next week. Move 4-5. and five. 69ers featuring Niles Ejack taking on Nick Renato himself and Minneapolis Mike Caputo's. Love this matchup here. Might be one of our best matchups here, besides the last one I'm going to read off. Um, kind of a rivalry matchup, um, but also kind of just a a bromance matchup. I feel like these guys are, you know, the fact that you have Nato's pre-Jack in your name, you're thinking about Nato's Nards. Um, so definitely they have something something special going on down there. Uh, but that being said, they are playing against each other this week. Um, and, and we're taking MMC. I just don't think he allows the Ejacks to come into his hometown and take over. Um, I think it's going to be a grinded-out matchup. Six Niners are desperate, but they're not home. Um, MMC getting a big win over the BBGs. They want to, you know, they want to keep climbing. They've been here before. We're we're taking the Caputos. Um, never going to really bet against the Caputos. I feel like if I can help it, um, and we're not going to do it this week either. Um, which leads me to my last matchup here. This might be the matchup of the week here. Um, Tussles taking on Lebo's garbage behavior. Matthew Kleinhands uh, taking on Holman himself. Both teams five and three here. Both projected around the same. Uh, but we're taking the garbage behavior. Uh, coming off a loss last week, you know, see motivated to, you know, hit the film room and see what he can do better this week. Why not? You know, no team better to play than, than the Tussles themselves. Um, also coming in off a loss. Um, but, you know, trying to take that, you know, both both teams trying to win and take that top spot. Um, but we're taking Levo's garbage behavior, Ethan Holman. I think just, you know, coming off a loss, you don't see this team lose too many in a row. I, I think the Tussles are due for a couple losses. Tussles are very streaky. Um, it's usually loss, loss, win, win, loss, win, loss, win. So it's like very – so they lost. I think they're going to lose again, and then they're going to win a couple more in a row just so that Tussle's roll. Um, so we're taking the garbage behavior. I, I think we're going perfect this week on the pod. Mark my words. I think we're going perfect. I'll check it after next week. Um, I, I think we're going to nail every matchup. Um, good luck to the 
everyone in their week nine endeavors, we all need it. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Huge being in a sport. It's getting chilly out there. There's no excuse but to go sit, sit your ass on the couch, watch college football, watch NBA. College basketball is coming back next week. We're going to be gurus. We're going to be winning money. Come check out the pod. We're cashed on the pod, baby. Remember, two, two NBA plays tonight. Uh, Miami Heat and Detroit Pistons. Moneyline parlay. That's a plus 120 play. Um, and then we also have T-Wolves plus three and a half. Bought that point. Minus 130. Parlayed with the Kings plus seven. Uh, with the FanDuel 50% boost as plus 360. Let's get this bread.